Good morning. It's time for Daily Chapel. The text is Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 11 through 16. The Reverend Dr. Stephen O'Canna is preaching. The broadcast of chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. We now join the service. The Holy Scripture appointed for this day is Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 11 through 17. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock, when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines, and in all the settlements in the land. I will tend them in a good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land, and there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost and bring them back to the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak, but the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. And this is our text. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We need a shepherd. We need an Ezekiel 34 shepherd. We need God himself to come and rescue and save us from the vicious enemies of sin, death, and the power of the devil. In Luther's large catechism, the seventh petition of the Lord's Prayer, he reminds us why we pray and deliver us from evil. For since the devil is not only a liar, but also a murderer, he constantly seeks our life and wreaks his anger whenever he can afflict our bodies with misfortune and harm. Hence it comes that he often breaks men's necks or drives them to insanity, drowns some, and incites many to commit suicide and to many other terrible calamities. Therefore, there is nothing for us to do upon earth but to pray against this arch enemy without ceasing. For unless God preserved us, we would not be safe from him, even for an hour. Hence the need of God himself to come and be our shepherd, a shepherd to save us from an oppressive enemy and rescue us. If you are like me during this pandemic, your socialization activities are pared back. Events I would attend during the week are, they're closed off. Even with long days in the office, there is still a need for distraction and a break. Now, I'm not much of a TV watcher. Aside from a good book, I prefer movies, mostly Westerns. The horse operas, as I like to call them, I favor, do require good writing, great actors, and a strong, resonant theme. As I've gotten older, I notice a trend in my preference. I like cowboy movies about redemption and rescue. After researching the topic, the greatest Westerns, I worked my way through Ride the High Country and the great John Wayne classic, The Searchers. Nonetheless, high on the list of Westerns is 
The Magnificent Seven, a great and exciting movie about tough men set against a passive poor village being harassed by a robber baron and a large gang of thugs with rifles. The men of Magnificent Seven are, in truth, on the borderline of acceptable people in a polite society. Tough men who know how to use their unique brutal skill set to protect the innocents. And you know this because you've seen this movie. What I didn't know is that the Magnificent Seven is a theme that comes out of Japan, the Seven Samurai. Second, I did not realize that the theme of near savage men rescuing a polite society is constantly being done and redone and refurbished and repackaged. <laughs> I'm a fan of movies and certainly no expert, but I have noticed a number of remakes of this 1960 movie. I noticed the theme of tough men redeeming the polite, redeeming civil, redeeming weak, redeeming the lost and innocent. This redeeming theme expands beyond the cowboy riding and six shooter genre. It has traveled into science fiction. How many times have you seen episodes of characters defending a group of poor miners against a bully, a brutal thug? Last night, I saw a movie where a sci-fi mercenary Magnificent Seven defends a planet where it's only natural resources dirt and some unexplained pacifistic, esoteric, literally understood philosophy. Horses replaced with spaceships, guns with lasers. The resonant theme of tough, dangerous people defending the weak is reflected in Greek philosophy, and so we see Ajax the warrior. In late Roman history, there is a Greek young General Belisarius, who with a small force of highly trained soldiers accomplishes victory after victory, allowing the Roman Empire to survive its most tumultuous period for hundreds and hundreds of years into the future. And in World War II, we see the likes of General Patton and his way of using violence to vanquish the enemy and keep safe the vulnerable. But once a rescue is accomplished, polite civil society really does not want these rough hombres around. So here's the stage set for us in Ezekiel, for God's powerful statement of redemption of Israel and our, and our redemption as well. In Ecclesiastes 7.20, we read of humanity's inability to shepherd God's people. Indeed, there is not a righteous man on earth who continually does good and who never sins. So there is no leader capable. No leader with the right metal. No leader to do what God desires of him to rule. There is no leader capable of giving what is necessary to save a broken, sin-filled people. It seems God would have sent a foreign king to rule, maybe a Xerxes or a Hannibal or a Caesar. But they were all made of clay and unable to love, care, shepherd God's people that he loves so dearly. Instead, the Lord God promises to send himself. And so we are pummeled by the pronoun in Ezekiel 34, the I in this text. I is used eight times in the English language. There's no subordinate, no angel, no man chosen by God, but God himself to shepherd us. It is at this point that resonant themes of being an abused innocent falls by the wayside. It's time for a reality check. We know our sinful nature. We are rebellious against God and his commandments. We are children of a fallen nature. We are as evil as the thug desiring to pillage a bucolic town, as wicked as any robber baron. We know this and need help. We require more than a purging of an external enemy, a tyrant, a brute, a despot. We are the enemy in thought, word, and deed. We need cleansing. 
a total rebirth to move from a sinful people to those belonging to God. In Jeremiah 17, verse 9, we read, The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand? There's been a lot going on about a deadly contamination, but there's another contagion far deadlier. It kills indiscriminately by the untold millions. It shows no mercy. This poison cares nothing for the young or old, the baby, the aged, the man on the street, the hardworking woman. We read in Psalm 58, verse 3, that the wicked are estranged from the womb. Those who speak lies go astray from birth. Yes, it kills and heaps up the body count in untold numbers. Some of you may be thinking I'm referring to the COVID-19. I am not. I'm discussing sin. Deadly, devastating, and ruinous. No cure, no vaccine, and no hope. And here is where God comes to us. In Romans chapter 6, verse 6, we read, Our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we no longer are slaves to sin. The good shepherd, recorded and referred to in Ezekiel, comes to us. In Romans 5, verses 12 through 15, we read, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses, even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of the offense of Adam, but is a type of him, that is Jesus, who was to come. But the free gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one man the many died, much more did the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to the many. The shepherd of Ezekiel is fulfilled under Jesus, our Lord, God's Son, our Savior. He seeks us out. He cares for us. He sets us apart as a holy people. It is Jesus who feeds and waters us. It is Christ Jesus who is the great judge on that glorious last day. When we read these words of the prophet Ezekiel, when we see its fulfillment by Jesus, we're called upon to share this good news with others. During this time of distancing and self-isolation, this presents challenges. We are called nonetheless to engage the world as best we can to share the news of God's redemption through Jesus. It is Christ, the good shepherd, who comes to us. The Lord Jesus who rescues and redeems us and lives in our heart until that day when he comes again. Oh, we need this shepherd. We need an Ezekiel 34 shepherd. We need God himself to come to rescue and to save us from the vicious enemies of sin, death, and the power of the devil. And we ask this in his holy and precious name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us for chapel. Today we pray for the Reverend Adam and Christine Lehman, who serve the Lord in Spain. The broadcast of chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. To learn more about LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces, visit kfuo.org chapel.